Hi, and welcome back to Why Not a Winona Earp Fangirl Podcast. Hey, Casey. Hi, Anne. What are we doing today? We're doing a podcast about Winona Earp. And guess what? There's only two episodes left. I know. Two. Because we're on episode 10 of season four, which happens to be called Life Turned Her That Way. Written by Noel Carboni and directed by Jem Gerard. When did it air? That is a question that I was going to ask you. When did it air, Anne? Well, Casey, <laughs> let me tell <laughs> Probably you. Probably sometime in April. March. March of 2021. At I have 2016 down in my notes. <laughs> What was I, I forgot doing? to write that Might part. have been on a different podcast. <laughs> Confused <laughs> that I was doing. And it aired on March 26, 2021. Okay, great. Which was that long ago, but it feels like it's a long time ago now. It feels like it was a real long time ago. I know. Super long. So yeah, you, you got no chit chat? Um, do I have any chit chat? Um, um not really. I just have kids stuff going on, which nobody wants to know about. Apparently, when I was putting some notes together last night, mm-hmm. I felt that it was really important to ask you, who's the person in your house that unclogs the toilet? That's Me. what I have here in my note. Are Why? you really the person who unclogs the toilet yeah. in your house? I'm the person who unclogs the toilet. Girl, I just watched a YouTube video and how to unclog the shower drain with a... um road with a um oh fuck i even ordered it off of amazon i just told you about this with a a snake kind of mm-hmm. I, I had to take too. apart the stuff i had to take off the stuff what well, i had to unclog a mother effing toilet in this house last night i was raging why am i the person who has become the fix-it person in this whole damn house I am I supposed to answer I that or know. is that I theoretical? Don't know if I want you to answer. <laughs> no, I'm not I was like, <laughs> is it because I'm the only one who knows how, or is it no. because I'm just the only one who's going to do it? It is like a frat house in my kids' bathroom, and Gross. part of it's my problem because if I don't have time to deal with it, I just pretend that bathroom doesn't exist. Yeah, of course. I can't if I don't have Mm-mm. a minute to spend on it. And I kids can't even are bother. so fucking disgusting. It can go from zero to 9,000 in that bathroom in one day. And oh, yeah. I don't know how. In 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. Kids are I sick. I was like, what? Anyway, I was just curious because I was raging. So it was really something that you wanted to And apparently about. I you sat down like- to finish my notes and I was like, Chit chat. Who's the person in your house that unplugs the toilet? You know what you need? You need one of these. <clears throat> it's called one line a day. Oh, God. <laughs> it lets you get things off of your chest. Like just in a little bit of a, um, just one little line a day. And then you go. Can you see it? You have nothing in that book. I started it late. <laughs> I do have things in this book. <laughs> you know I didn't get self help workbooks and I didn't get it until July. Don't read it; it's personal. There's nothing Dear written diary. on that page. Yes, it is. Anne was a real pain in the ass today. She was like, "When can we record? When can we record?" 
Dear diary, I went to the pool after everyone was sleeping. I loved it. I did laps and I went to the hot tub. Lots of play. I'm not going to read you my fucking You are reading it. <laughs> I'm not going to read it to you, but I'm totally reading it to you. Anyways, I can't say on air. I just, I can't stress how horrible that situation was <laughs> literally. And I was just like. Were you the only one home? No. Was I, all of your family members every home? All of your family members. person who lives in this house was home. Did you and say was to not them, going to deal with the situation until I noticed everyone kept wanting to use my bathroom. And I was like, why are you in my bathroom? Mm-hmm. Oh, that one's clogged. How long it's been clogged? Don't know. Seven days. Were they going <laughs> to tell me? Probably not. <laughs> no. <sighs> you Well, do you feel better? No, that we've talked. No, about I'm that. a little ragey now. Now it just brought it all back up again. Oh, should I? Maybe you should just get a piece of notebook paper out and write day <laughs> one <laughs> and burn it. But oh. about to burn this place to the ground last night is what I was going to do. But I don't think toilets will burn. Oh God! Every time I I wa- I clean the bathroom, especially the bathroom, and I see one child walk in there, I'm like, don't you touch a goddamn thing? Why are there handprints on the mirror? That way up high exactly they can't even reach there so how are handprints getting up there you know what i saw one time mud on the ceiling which i thought was poop and i was going to lose my mind and then i realized no dario was playing in the mud got up on the counter touched the ceiling smeared mud on the ceiling why why Why? i don't know i don't know either why things can't make it into the trash that's right next to the toilet i don't know oh so my kids are now they're digging in the backyard like this For is their what? new hobby bubble freaking delray <laughs> delray digging, delray digging. Ah! i can make them little shirts <laughs> so they're like i don't know what they're digging for china i have no idea what they're digging for but um they've taken to digging which is fine if they're just going to stay out of trouble and they're just going to dig a hole i don't care but here's the situation is that on the other side of the fence apparently there was a mass murder of mice so <laughs> emmy had a complete breakdown i think there was a funeral there was some sort of ceremonial <laughs> goodbye for to the mice Greg has put out poison for mice, so we're obviously going to be seeing some dead mice around because the dude behind Greg has like this massive garden that he has. You're going to go in your backyard, and it's just going to be a bunch of little crosses out of popsicle (laughs) sticks sticking out of the ground. It's going to be a cemetery for mice. She's going to be shrouded in black. (laughs) It's going to be a whole situation. (laughs) And you know what? It's going to be Greg leading the damn parade because he'll think it's hilarious. (laughs) Don't tell him about it. (laughs) He doesn't listen. I know. <laughs> Thank God. Oh. <laughs> Marie still thinks that we're a radio show, so we're, I think we're in the clear. I know. I can He's talk like, about what them all time day. does it come on? <laughs> and do I call in? <laughs> he I still someday, someone who's very feel, tech savvy, so I don't know why he doesn't understand how it works. I feel, though, as if um, I still need to go go um <clears throat> What is that called when you're unplugged? Like go 
cordless and go over to the- <laughs> look at your face. <laughs> like unhinged. You're a little unhinged. <laughs> I would go like cordless and go over and knock on their door. So oh, just like do a like surprise a, podcast. Like a video. Like a, yeah. Podcast. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be an insta live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wireless mic. Hey, neighbor. <laughs> Anyway. It'd be a great podcast where you just knock on someone's door. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's coming. And you're like, tell me about you. Or you have like some fun questions, but. Right. No, I think it's it, like, should, it should be like podcast surprise. Know. Yeah. Which um, sounds like that. <laughs> like car karaoke, but it would be like yeah. podcast, porch podcast. Porch podcast. And it would be people that we all know. So, so my segment would be done in two days because I only know two people, but um, <laughs> it'd be people that we know. We knock on their door. We have fun questions to ask them. They don't know we're coming. It's totally surprise. Total surprise. And oh, it's like they're in their pajamas, rollers in their hair, mm-hmm. screaming at the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'd be willing to go on the road for it. I'd be willing to go on the road for just about anything. <laughs> you tell me what you need. What time? Some <laughs> sourdough bread. I will find it and I will bring it to you <laughs> now. <laughs> when can you be here? Uh, all right. Well, let's start this podcast. Yes, please. I'll start. We, you, go for it. Oh, what were you going to say? We. I was just going to say we open with, but you want to oh, start. Oh, yeah. So you no, go. that's okay. You can. No, go. 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 Mm-mm, go. Okay, fine. So we open with Winona. Out of my mouth. <laughs> so original. Like going through this crazy ass daily routine of waking up, grabbing Peacemaker, drinking a lot, and killing demons. <clears throat> And it appears to go on for like a several days because she's waking up in different outfits and stuff in the barn where that's her new digs, I guess, that she's just always in the barn now. And um, there's, oh, why can't she go in the house? She's never in the house. I don't think she can't. I think she just doesn't. All right. Anyway, so um, it, it appears to be going on for several several days until she wakes up one day and she puts her hand on the table where Peacemaker normally is and it's not there. And she's like, okay, shit. So she goes walking into the kitchen of the house and she goes, hey, fiance, as cute as Beyonce. <laughs> and there's Hot and Waverly sitting at the table and Hot explains that there's um, no more supply trucks coming in. So like, there's no pancakes to make. There's no coffees to make. There's like no donuts, whatever. And <clears throat> because they don't have anything anymore. The shelves are bare. And um, so then Winona grabs a couple of aspirin and washes it down with banana liqueur. Exactly. Totally made me want to gag seeing that just out of the bottle, washing down some aspirin. (laughs) Um, And she breaks it to them that she's kind of misplaced peacemaker. And it was an honest Gaga oopsie. Honest to Gaga oopsie. (laughs) I know. I want to remember that and use that in my vernacular more. An honest to Gaga oopsie. So Waverly wonders if um, 
it's because of a blackout perhaps that she's lost it. Um, and we now see that this is like an intervention and, uh, Winona isn't quite catching on and is more concerned about Peacemaker, which Waverly then produces out of the drawer of the kitchen table and sets it onto the table. And then she, Winona realizes, okay, yeah, this is an intervention. And immediately I think of the show intervention, where's that, where there's that one counselor, therapist, doctor guy. And he goes, you just got to know that people love you like crazy. And so she gets it. Um, so then Waverly goes on that they're totally worried about her, that she's hunting all the time. She's not sleeping, um, which, uh, isn't the same as passing out because Winona's like, um, I do sleep. And they're like, um, yeah, that's the same. You're passing out or blacking out. Um, and she's isolating herself, but Winona has answers for all of it. So Waverly can't, um, quite spit it out. Winona seems so like, um, and she's trying to find the words and Winona chimes in dedicated to keeping my friends and family safe. And uh, Winona's like, or Waverly's like, uh, no, that's not quite it. You seem like really sad and lonely. Um, and Winona then makes a snide comment about how not everyone has a happily ever after. And Waverly reminds her that Doc does love her. Like everybody's constantly reminding Winona that Doc loves her, that she can call Doc, that he's there, that all this, but um, I think she knows it. Obviously she knows it. Anyway, so um, Winona then takes off and Waverly runs after her. And <clears throat> in the yard, Winona admits that she does have a problem. But the problem is that if she stops killing demons, everyone gets eaten. And Waverly thinks that Winona does it all of the time because she likes it too much. Waverly says that she was hoping for a couple more years before she transitioned into a fun from a fun drunk to a mean alcoholic. Then Winona gets pissed at that, which I think I probably would too. Yeah. And you know, like that was pretty hardcore and um, calls Waverly a sanctimonious asshole as she's like walking off. So Waverly goes back into the house and hot gives her a big hug and says that um, Waverly says like, I'm not judging her. She's just trying not to lose her. And then all mysterious, like after hot leaves, Waverly gets her phone, calls a person who we're not sure who she's talking to and says, can you meet us? Can you meet me at our place and bring the thing? The thing. What were you thinking it was when the first time you watched it? I had no idea. I didn't either. I was like, is Julian coming back to life? like I was like I was like is she having she an affair to? like who is this per- like oh I didn't who's the person you went right to I just I mean I didn't really I mean but yeah I was just like who what because I had totally forgotten about the thing we end up finding out it is yeah I did too I mean I, I hadn't I, forgotten about it but it was like I didn't think we were gonna see it again because it just hadn't no. been talked about and here we're at episode 10 Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And stuff's yeah. got to happen. Um, yeah. The whole sister fight. I'm just like, ouch. That was what a way to open that whole episode just with them mm-hmm. at each other. Mm-hmm. Nona's face. I mean, and as she backs up and points a finger saying, have fun planning your wedding. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh God, this scene had to be killing Kevin. 
Oh, I bet. Yeah. Right. He loves the sister relationship so much. And then, yeah, they and were just that, broken we haven't at really, this point. Have we seen them like this in the past? No, this is like, like the this, worst fight. Yeah, this this bad. Just like you can really hurt those you love the most, right? Because they're, they're the ones who know all your secrets and like they know mm-hmm. exactly where to stab to really get what you. to say to really get you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what to say to you. Oh my God, really? Mm-hmm. Tell me. it for a rainy day. <laughs> Just whisper it in my ear. Mm-hmm. So I no. know. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think you do. I don't even know what it is, but I'm sure if you said it, I'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And Nicole offers to stay home from work, just the supportive partner. And she's like, no, you got to go. And mm-hmm. then she puts on the Stetson. Did you notice she was in her sheriff's uniform at the oh, yes. table? Yes, absolutely. I did. Uniforms mm-hmm. back, baby. Yeah. Tracy did break it to me because um, I made her watch an older episode with me the other night. And she's like, you know, the one character that really sticks out to me is hot. Really, I connect with the most is hot. I'm like, no shit, really? <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> what episode did you go back to? Um, it was four. I think she's on. We were watching because we watch them together when we can. Um, even though she claimed, well, she told me one time that she finished it. I swear she did. And then I was like, well, let's watch 408. I think it was. And 408, I can't remember one of those. And um, I said, well, you've seen this before, though. She goes, no, I haven't. I'm like, you told me you finished it all. So I don't know if she's playing. So maybe she hasn't seen four. She might still. She knows I'll come kill her if she spoils any of it. Yeah, that's true. So So then we end up at the stairs, which we also haven't seen in a bit. Mm -hmm. And we see Doc flipping through a book, the book from the garden. And now we finally find out whose she chose. And it's her own. And it's blank. And Waverly's like, you know, keep it. Um, she doesn't want Winona to find it. And she's, um, she's not really sure why, but she just feels like if she found it, it wouldn't be great. I think she thinks she would think she was selfish by taking her own book. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of brings up the fight that she had with her. And she also says that she was hoping that the book would have answers because Winona's a big part of her story. They all are. And that's the reason she chose, chose her own book. Um, and yeah, she's starting to think that, you know, was this a smart choice to take my own book or was it selfish? And Doc's like, listen, that garden was full of deceptions. And then she starts to get all weird. And she's like, well, if Winona hadn't saved me, I'd spill, still yeah. be there. And it wasn't really as bad as Doc thinks. And she said that the throne took all of her cares away for everyone and everything. And Doc's like, oh, that kind of sounds like hell. And she's like, no, it was heaven. That is so bizarre. Yeah. But it, Doc was like, Doc made it seem like, well, that would be horrible. It would yeah. be hell to not care about anyone. Uh-huh. Like for Doc, love's always the way. Uh-huh. But it seemed like she was just like, no, like just having a blank slate. Yeah. Just whatever. Just... But the, even the way she was talking about it and everything, that just threw me for a loop. I was like, what are you, what's happening here? Yeah. It really caught me off guard. And then they're interrupted by some demons. Dallas and Remy and Doc's like no no you know you can't hunt here and then he realized they're they're like dude you're outnumbered and if you just let us have the girl we'll let you go um 
And the look on Waverly's face is like, excuse me? Like, what? (laughs) And they just go on and on about how hungry they are. And then Doc tries to shoot them and they make fun of them. And they're like, yeah, your gun, you know, can't kill us. And then Waverly's like, oh yeah, but this can as this like dramatic music plays and she pulls Peacemaker out of her giant purse Mm -hmm. and then click, nothing happens. She's like, what the fuck? You worked for me once before, which Mm -hmm. was when she shot Rosita. Um, And the doc's like, wait a minute, why do you have, you know, Winona's gun? She's like, yeah, yeah, long story. I think he's like, all right, we don't have time for this. Tells her to run and she stuffs Peacemaker back into her giant purse and runs Right into the fucking fog. Right into the goddamn fog. Right into it. She's holding her mouth to her hand and she's like struggling, like trying not to breathe, running through this fog. Mm -hmm. And then a voice starts calling her name. Mm -hmm. A cabin appears. She goes into it and like seemingly she's safe from the fog because inside it's clear. There's no fog. Right. But who's inside? Joe motherfucking lean. And not a baked good to be seen. <laughs> no candy made, no gingerbread house here. No cupcakes, no snickerdoodles. Uh-uh, this is not bake sale Jolene. No, this is a whole different blonde Jolene. Yeah. At first I was like, who is that? I didn't even think. And then I'm like, Jolene, what blonde? We haven't seen anybody that looks like this. And then I am like, oh, Jolene. I screamed so loud when I saw that it was her. Jolene. (laughs) I screamed so loud. I was like, of all the people to bring back. To bring back, right. Her. Right. And I love it and I hate it. And I'm so Mm -hmm. conflicted on how I feel about it. Like the Mm -hmm. whole thing is so bad, but it's so good. Mm -hmm. And Waverly's confused, just like we all are. And she's like, you were dead how what why turns out when Bolshar died his vines released her and then um when waverly went into the garden the fog ended up trapping jolene there so she's in a mood and she's determined to make waverly miserable you look confused i'm just thinking the vines released jolene who else did the vines take I don't remember. You're wondering if they released everybody. Right. Because well, a lot of weird Willa. shit ended up Willa. in the garden. They took Willa. The vines took Willa. Catherine. The vines did take Willa. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't the vines. It was the, the serpent thing. Oh, yeah. Never mind. But Damn, I just thought I had like a breakthrough. I did too. I almost passed out. I was like, what are you bringing to the table here? But I mean, that's not a bad point because that was still Bolshari stuff. Right. So like, could that have released? Oh my God. Is she going to show up in 11 or 12? <gasps> Am I right? I'm not, I can't tell you anything or an episode oh. 10, Casey. <laughs> I just pulled that out of my ass. I saw you. I saw you bend over and yank it right out. It was like, like that. Like a, um, I was like, is that a stick up your ass or a theory? Pull it out. <laughs> is that a tapeworm? Get it. Is <laughs> that a bullshit tapeworm? <laughs> um, yeah, she's determined to make Waverly miserable. Waverly's like, fuck this, goes to leave, and Jolene grabs her by the back of her head and slams her into the support beam of the cabin. Oh, Jesus. K N O. 
No. <laughs> what do they say when it's <laughs> TKO? Total knockout. TKO. <laughs> L-M-N-O-P. <laughs> so confident. <laughs> I'm just going to throw down a whole bunch of letters now. I'm like, that's not, doesn't sound right. So when you get me in the giggles, I can't stop. She's referring to the support beam. K-N-O. It's like... You can know. You can know. You know. <laughs> and as soon as and it I out, mean, K <laughs> Here's the thing: we're making up our own, just like last week, what? with the loose stool. <laughs> well, it hasn't even aired yet. Oh, uh, uh, so anyway, TKO total <laughs> knock. Out. <laughs> KNO. Hashtag KNO. If you can know, you know. So then the demon that was chasing Waverly runs back to where Doc and his buddies are. I think that was Remy, Ravy, Rudy, Riley. What was his name? Remy. Remy was um <laughs> I just have the short horn guy. So he runs back to where Doc and his Longhorn buddy is, and uh, telling him that, telling them that Waverly ran into the fog. But Doc doesn't believe him because he's like, the fog, we're nowhere near the fog. And they're like, uh, yeah, the fog is moving, you dumbass. We tried telling you that. So then Doc decides it's a good idea to bribe the monsters with food and drink, like to go in and get her or something. And they're like, yeah, you can't do that because there is none anymore. The bbd raided um the glory hole <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah, they raided the glory hole and so as they're talking about this all of a sudden these bbd <laughs> swat team comes out of the like woods behind some trees and shoots them all in the neck with the darts and they pass out <laughs> Yeah, Doc tries to get all fangy, and then they just shoot him more with like a bigger gun. Yeah, with a kind of like Dolph's Uh gun kind of thing, and then right, exactly. (gasps) Yeah, it wasn't, but um, and then right as they as and then we hear someone shooting and saying, "Leave that one; he's not on the list." Yeah, but we don't. It's off camera, right? And then we're in the barn. And Winona's in the barn and she's punching a punching bag. And the barn looks like it got a reno. It's it like, did a little bit. It was it's now it's like a bachelorette pad. It's like a barn. It's like Chip Gaines, oh, Chip and Joanna like, Gaines. Like is it like cottage core? That's all the rage. Cottage core, like cottage chic. Cottage core. I've never heard of that. Google it. I've heard time. of college cottage chic, like shiplap and chip and joanna Gaines. cottage core okay i will anyway i'm saying that really confident and now i'm second guessing that i'm wrong with that too so who i've never heard knows? it and i do spend most of my time on hgtv on tiktok and hgtv <laughs> 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 I'm, sure. I'm watching 
National Geographic and reading <laughs> the Wall Street Journal. Exactly. <laughs> Rachel comes in and she turns off Winona's music. And Winona's like, oh, great. Are you here to stage an intervention also? Rachel's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry that happened to you. Winona's like, now's as good a time as any to find out my sister thinks I'm a chip off the abusive asshole block. Ouch. Mm. Turns out Rachel just really wants Winona to train her to be like her. And Winona quips that, what am I, Obi-Wan Winoni? (laughs) (laughs) Remember I have a shirt that says that? You do? Yeah, you commented on it a long time ago. Oh, it seems like years ago now. Uh, Rachel likes that Winona doesn't treat her like a kid. And she feels like she's the mm-hmm. only one that actually is doing any of the ass kicking around here. And she wants to be more like her. And Winona's like, I don't know. You can see that she's kind of weighing the gravity of those words. Like, do you really want to be like me? She's not mm-hmm. saying it, but you can see what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. really, I turning. should teach you to be like me. It doesn't seem like I'm the best role model for you at this point mm-hmm. in life. That's true. Then we're over at with Cleo at um, the corporate headquarters, and she's filling out an application with this woman at this desk. Like, it's the woman is again Midwest nice. She's super. I don't know where they gathered all these Midwest people to come work at the um, corporate headquarters, but there they are. And she's filling out an application to actually leave the triangle, but um, she, we're not sure if she's going to have such luck. And they're chit-chatting and whatever. And the woman's like looking into her computer to like follow up on the application or whatever she's doing. I don't know. But here's the thing. The door opens behind Cleo. Nobody is standing there. And um, then there is this horrible smell that the application lady, the employee like comments on. And um, we can only assume at that point that it's Billy that's behind Cleo. And Cleo, like under her breath, says something like, I gave you a I gave you guys a bus full of geezers. Like, can't you just leave me alone or something like that? And um, at that time, the woman who has taken the application, she tells Cleo that she actually passed and she can go through. And um, then we actually do see Billy behind Cleo. And she uh, makes some comment about um, how she just can't shake shake him because the application lady she she's like oh my goodness you lost both your brother and your mom I think she said um you know I'm I'm so sorry to hear that and um blah 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 and she she made some sort of comment about that I don't remember exactly now something like they never leave you or something oh yeah they never leave you and she's like yeah they're always hanging out Mm -hmm. he's not looking good no he's not cute cute Billy any more and apparently he smells real real bad he sm- so, i wonder what he smells like not old spice swagger that's for sure not some axe body spray <laughs> old spice old spice is not your daddy's old spice anymore <laughs> it smells good for real okay i'm just saying it's a good it's a good it's like it's good stuff it's how you get the ladies now it's how the ladies get the ladies now okay for real can really for real i'll try it mm-hmm. anyway we're in the woods and we see rachel slinking around looking like dora the explorer with this backpack on 
and Winona's <laughs> observing from the ground, drinking. And she's like, you know what? You're doing it wrong. <laughs> she tells her that she needs to put on a skimpy outfit, pretend to be lost in the woods. And when demons show up to eat you, you zigzag. <sighs> she makes like finger gun motions. And Rachel's on to her that she's like trying to make this all seem very unappealing. She's like, I know what you're doing. And she's like, yeah, because you could literally be doing anything else right now, but you're in the woods with a hungover nut, hungover nut job uh, whose own sister thinks has lost it. And then Rachel sweetly says, you're my family. And then Wynonna's like, no, I'm not. That was heartbreaking. I know. Like, and the look no, on Rachel's she, face. Yeah. And then she goes on to explain, you know, listen, it's not, it's a compliment. Trust me. Nobody wants to be an herb, a Gibson, maybe, but herbs, they always end up alone. So Winona is really in a headspace right now. She's, she's in a bad way. She's in a bad, bad place. And she's um, saying these things that are just so oof, hard. Yeah. She's hard on herself. She's just, yeah. Uh, and then she spots some blood and when they go to like investigate and Winona's like, well, they're more fun killing. It's more fun killing them when they're not half dead. Cause she thinks, you know, they're looking for another demon to kill. And then Rachel immediately goes to help this demon. Winona's like, what are you doing? And then Rachel says, his name's Remy and he plays bass in a Halsey tribute band. So Rachel tends to see demons for more than just being demons. She sees them, mm-hmm. you know, as individuals. He's like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm just, everyone's just so hungry. Uh, but that BBD got him real good. Winona's shocked to hear that like BBD is doing this. And she asks which, which agent it, which agent it was. And he's like, well, it's a bunch of them. And he explains that they're rounding up the demons and killing some and that they took doc. And so you can see that she's clearly worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's like, but listen, it's not as bad as what happened to your sister. And then she loses it. She's like, mm-hmm. what? Ha-? She points a gun at him. She's like, what happened to my sister? And he tells her that the fog swallowed her up and her face just says it all. Like, yeah, it was horrible. Freaking fog. So then we're in this, we're in some like jail cell and it's doc and long horned demon guy whose name is Dallas. Um, And it's a cell at BBD because we can see BBD written on the back of uh, the wall. And doc is demanding to speak with agent Chetri and, um, there's this creepy ass dude that's on the other side of the cell that looks just like the guy from Handmaid's Tale, who I thought it was when um, when you had me watch the preview. I think but his name he, is Graham. The guy from Handmaid's Tale? No, the guy. The, I think this agent's name is Graham. Oh, I just kept calling him creepy guy with the beard. That's fine. So um, he's like, yeah, I don't know him. There's been like a lot of turnover lately. And... Then the, the, I don't know if it was actually the beard guy or if it was like a agent behind him says, uh, they found out that the Dallas is a quarter horn demon. No, quarter horn. Quarter horn. Quarter horn? Quarter horn. Like cord horn? It just, it was Q-U-A-R-H-O-R-N. Quarter horn. Oh, quarter horn. Okay. Um, demon and they already have one of those so they actually just like shoot him down with a fire thing i don't know like a fire thrower a flamethrower or something and um they kill him obviously and doc goes like crazy ass vampire 
and the crazy. look of horror on his face before mm-hmm. he gets all ragey fangy is just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he's scared shitless like, mm-hmm. it's so scared mm-hmm. but how is that gonna even is that one of the ways that they can die is with fire because technically doesn't have peacemaker have to well demons are different than revenants oh yeah true okay so peacemaker can kill them but i think like what happened to the revenants (laughs) should i know this they all went away because the curse was broken so none of them hung out i don't think they can i think just demons are left (gasps) oh i'm an idiot they went away (laughs) they went to um florida yeah (laughs) They're all wintering in Boca. They they went away when Boltar went away. What's that that? called? Okay, yeah. South. There are snowbirds. Winterbirds, snowbirds. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an idiot. Okay. Yeah, and they the agents keep referring to this as a way station. Uh huh. And when Doc was being escorted in there. Is that this time or was it a different time when he says the agent says something about it being an arc? I think that's when they transfer him to a different cell. Oh, okay. They're back in the cabin and it's not your typical Airbnb. This is no cabin you want to reserve because Jolene's there and Waverly is waking up to her slapping her and she's tied to this support beam now. And Jolene's like, sorry if I triggered you. And Waverly's like, triggered me. Um, you tried to destroy me before. And Jolene's like, oh, boo-hoo, your family helped you. And, you know, other than your hair right now, which I'm kind of medium on, you're thriving. So you have no right to complain. It said something about her hair right back. I don't like a blonde. <laughs> you don't like blonde Jolene? Mm-mm. Jolene's talking to her in this, like, childish yet seductive way and i'm not sure if i'm scared or turned on or both actually it's both I'm, it's probably both i don't know it's, and this whole scene was like do i want them to kiss or kill each other i'm not sure. uh jolene says she's not mad at waverly anymore waverly's like bullshit you're always a liar but waverly's not the same waverly as the first time she went head to head with jolene she's older She's wiser. She's seen some shit and she's not (laughs) buying what Jolene is selling. And she tells her, you know, you've been in the fog for far too long because you've lost your goddamn mind. Mm -hmm. And Dom's face in this scene, everything they do is amazing. Mm -hmm. The acting Mm -hmm. between both of them is Mm -hmm. just, it's so tense. You're just like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jolene goes on to say that demons are just fallen angels everything that she's been fighting her whole life she's one of them and then now you kind of start to see the doubt creep into waverly and like it's just creeping up creeping up and we're like what the fuck does that mean mm-hmm. waverly's saying she's not going to listen to it jolene goes on and on about how they're the same and that she might not want to call her sister but they're kin Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what, what the fuck? Sisters? Mm-hmm. Kin? And kin is a word that we've been hearing this whole time. Like Bobo's used it. Other people mm-hmm. have used it. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What, kin? Are you being serious? Yeah. Well, I know what kin means, but like oh, for this situation, for their, yeah. like how, like you have the same I think that mom, they're using like your sisters, right. like what's going on? 
Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And um, so after that, we're with Winona, Hot, and Rachel, and they're all on the edge of the fog in the woods, and they're all super worried, obviously. And Hot lays it on them at that point that Cleo is actually the new clan heir. And also they start talking about how they haven't heard from Jeremy in days. Um, oh, and also that Cleo, they did mention that Cleo fed a bus of senior citizens to the Reapers, um, which she mentioned in that office when she was talking to Billy. And that was really disgusting. It just to even think about that poor old people. Um, Tin of sardines for Reapers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they could have just peeled back the top of that bus just, and just plopped like them out one by key. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably what happened. And Waverly's like, yeah, that's, or I'm sorry, Winona's like, yeah, that's nice and all, but our top priority is actually um, getting Waverly out of the fog. Doc can take care of himself. She doesn't care about Cleo right now, et cetera, et cetera. So um, they need to use the only fog expert they know. And of course that's Casey. So the next scene we see Casey, the next shot we see Casey um, getting fitted by with a harness um, by Hot. And he goes, I don't want to kink shame, but um, this, I'm not really a harness kind of guy. <laughs> and Winona's like, um, you know, you know, all of this fog crap the best. So you're going to have to help us. So you owe us anyway for getting us all fog fucked on Halloween. And Casey's like, hey, I may do an apology casserole. And um, Winona said it was pretty much just craft dinner with kimchi and weed sprinkled on it. So Hot gets it. Uh, all taken care of on Casey. And then she hands a harness to Winona and Winona goes, okay, well, we, you and I knew that we would eventually get here. <laughs> and Casey's like, uh, yeah, no go, bro. I can only take one of you. I'm good, but not that good to handle both of you. Um, so hot says that she is for sure going, uh, that she is her, that Waverly is her future wife. And Winona's like, well, you know what? She's my sister. And if marrying your sister was an actual thing, then we would have done it already. So check your privilege, Hot Wheels. <laughs> and Hot gets real serious and says that, nope, it's her turn, that she went home alone for 18 months while Winona went into the garden to save her, to save Waverly. And she's not going to do this again. She's not going to go go back alone. Um, it's completely her turn. So Winona finally gives in, uh, straps her in and... Um, she says, strap in, strap on and get your stuff uh, and get my sister before she rips her face off. Yeah. Serious. Mm-hmm. It is. Very tense. I would, I, when we were watching it though, I thought that Winona was going to insist on her going in. Like, and, like, insist, run on herself the going in. minute or something. Yeah. Right. Like hot would still be sitting there at the outside of the fog. Yeah. I mean, I think it shows a lot of growth in their characters too. Like that. Mm -hmm. She was like, you know what? You're right. Mm -hmm. She lets, she let somebody else be right. Mm -hmm. She knew it meant a lot to her and that she was stuck in a shitty situation for a long time. Speaking of shitty situations, we're back in the cabin with Jolene. Oh my God. I thought you were going to start talking about the bathroom again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring it up, please. (laughs) Jolene notices that Waverly's got her big purse there. And just as she goes towards it, Waverly's like, "Uh, that's mine. That's mine. It makes a big deal out of it. And I'm like, dude, don't make a big deal out of it. Cause now she for sure wants to know what's in the bag. So she grabs Peacemaker and she's like fooling around with it. And then it sizzles and burns her. She drops it. Waverly's like, it knows you're not worthy enough to hold it. 
Uh, and then Jolene mentions that that's why she prefers knives. And she pulls out this giant knife, holds it to Waverly's throat. And Waverly seems unafraid at this point. And she's like, you know what? You can threaten me all you want. I'm done being afraid of you. And this pisses Jolene off. And then she like, is that when she stabs the thing into the wall? And into then the, she, yeah, into, into the, the beam. Uh, pole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she walks over to the wall with all the tally marks. And Waverly's like, is that how many days you've been trapped here? And Jolene wants to know if she can ask her something sister to sister. And Waverly's like, just, you know, you can just stop calling me that right now. And Jolene's like, listen, aren't you getting tired of being the damsel in distress? And Waverly thinks, or Waverly says, I'm pretty heroic. And Jolene's like, hmm, are you? Because you weren't willing to sit on a throne. Uh, you didn't stop Bolshar from opening the garden. And Waverly's like, yeah, because I knew why Nona would. And she did. And then Jolene starts to point out that the price of all this is that now Wynona drinks herself to sleep every night while she giggles in Nicole's arms. Yeah. How does she know that? I don't know. Uh, And she asks if if she's punishing Wynona because she was chosen and she wasn't. And then Waverly starts to show some doubt, right? And she's like still trying to shake it off. But you can see mm-hmm. she's starting. Jolene's looking for that opening, just that crack anywhere to get mm-hmm. to Waverly. Oh, evil. So bad. She's so so good at being bad. Uh, Jolene tells her, you know, uh, yeah. So Jolene's just keeps going at it, going at it. And then Waverly tells her to save her patronizing mouth garbage. She can be a hero and a wife. And Jolene's like, you know what? You wanted to be special your whole life. And she has, like, she's felt unseen, unloved, unwanted, like so many scenes where she was just like this afterthought for the whole family. Mm -hmm. And then Waverly starts to cry. And she's like, you know what? I'm not going to tap into a power I cannot control. Mm -hmm. And at this point, we're still like, what? Mm -hmm. Uh And then Jolene makes her look at all the hash marks on the wall. And she tells her that those are all the kills that Winona has had to do to save Waverly and not all of them were demons and she just tries to guilt her about the whole thing you know saying that she wouldn't do any of this to help her and then Waverly headbutts her and Jolene flips out and grabs the knife calling her a stupid selfish little angel that was a hardcore headbutt also there's a lot of scenes that they're very close in each other's um face which made me feel very uncomfortable extremely uncomfortable so then we're back in the woods and getting ready to go into the fog and hot explains that if winona feels three tugs on the line that they need to pull them back asap so casey and hot go in and winona and rachel stay back with a walkie-talkie so they can hear hot they're talking back and forth and hot says that she can't see anything she can't even see casey who she's actually hanging on to and Casey thinks he sees something um, because he's become acclimated to the fog so he can see things. He can see through it. Um, and he thinks that he sees something and Hot says that it's a cabin. And so they head into it. You can hear them like go into the cabin and they're calling for Waverly. And then we hear what's described as panting. Um, and Hot says that she sees Waverly. She's tied up. And Casey was about to untie her. So we can hear all this on the radio. Casey's about to untie her. And um, all we hear is Casey screaming and then a thud. And Hot says, there's something else in here. Casey tells Hot to run, get out. 
And then the radio cuts out for a bit. So Winona starts freaking out. She's panicked. Hot comes back on the radio and says, I don't know how, but it's her. It's Jolene. And Winona's like, nah, that can't be. I killed her. So Rachel feels the signal on the rope. And so they start um, reeling her back in and reeling the rope back in. And um, Winona at first didn't want anything to do with it. She's like, no, Waverly's still out there. We're not going to reel them in. But then she starts to pull the rope and it's uh, Casey, um, who's a goner. And um, no sign of hot, no sign of Waverly. So Winona goes back to the radio and is screaming for hot, um, which then she, she did respond hot responded she says that the fog spit her out the fog was moving she doesn't know where she is though um and that's when she confirms with uh with them that it is jolene there in the cabin with waverly and then the saddest thing rachel's sitting next to casey wondering if they should start cpr and she's really upset and then winona just kind of like blows her off and's like his neck's broken, so it doesn't doesn't matter. His neck and I'm like, broken. yeah, right. And then <laughs> like, she goes and we stands. Do something, try to help him. His neck's broken. His neck's broken. And then he, and then they, um, Winona just kind of goes next to the fog and screams for Waverly at that point. Yeah, but the whole scene, like the scene where, um, or the part where Winona's helping Nicole with her face mask, and she's like, "Go get our girl," and it's mm-hmm. just like this intense eye contact between them so Mm -hmm. many unspoken words they're just like communicating with their Mm -hmm. eyes and then the way Winona yells for Nicole she's just like yeah panicked just Mm -hmm. freaking out so the camera work was so good but then like crackly like static Mm -hmm. of the walkie talkies too yes just had me on edge like that's what I was bad time communicating that's like that's such a Ooh, anytime that that's in a movie or a show or anything like that, that type of communication over a walkie talkie or a cell phone or something like that, that you can only hear like bits and pieces of the other person or they're static or something. Ooh, that gets me every time. Like so anxiety because all you're thinking is what's happening on the other side of this phone and I can't communicate with yeah. them or the other side of the walkie talkie. And then in the cabin, Waverly's yelling for Nicole, right? Because Nicole was there and now she's gone. And she's like, if you hurt, if you hurt them, you know, I will. And Jolene's like, what? Do nothing like usual. (laughs) And then Waverly breaks free from the restraints and grabs Peacemaker, which now starts to sizzle for her. And Jolene's like, yeah, demons can't hold Peacemaker, remember? And she's like, it looks like you're finally embracing your dark side. And then Waverly pushes her against the, like shoves her heart against the wall and pierces her on the coat hook. And then all of a sudden Waverly's like, ow, what the hell? She gets this like matching injury. Okay. I, what, why? What happened to Jolene happened to her. Why? No answer. I didn't understand that. It seemed, it almost was like. You know, when like, whatever Doc did to Constant Cludy would happen to him like that. Mm-hmm. kind of, Like there's a tie somehow they're bound to each other somehow. So I don't understand. But then even with that. So like, OK, so then Waverly gets that matching injury and then Jolene stabs her in the back. Right. But wouldn't Jolene then? Why doesn't it go both ways? I don't know. Because if Waverly hurts Jolene and Waverly gets hurt. Shouldn't it be if Jolene hurts Waverly, Jolene gets hurt? 
You think, I mean, I don't it only know. seems fair. It only seems fair. Right. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> there are feathers involved. So that's mm-hmm. funny you bring up geese. <laughs> Black geese. Because all of a sudden she starts digging. Well, Julian starts just and yeah, it was all yeah, the whole the juicy gutty sounds. And she digs in there and she pulls out a black feather. Goddamn feather. And Waverly is like, what did you do to me? Mm-hmm. <gasps> so back on the edge of the fog, Rachel is covering Casey with a blanket and saying that, um, telling Winona that he needs to be buried on, by his home and on his land. And Winona's like, yeah, we don't have time for that. So blah, blah, blah. And Rachel's not understanding like that. He was her, their friend. Like, why would we ever treat him this way? And um, Winona tries to explain that Waverly is trapped with a demon that has been after her since she was born. And she doesn't know how, but they're going to have to figure out how to get her. So Rachel starts to say that Waverly is alive, which means Jolene must have plans for her, which was pretty quick thinking. She's a smart girl. Uh huh. And so then Winona is feeling guilty for calling Waverly a sanctimonious asshole. Like that was her last conversation. And then suddenly we hear from hot over the radio and she's telling Winona that Waverly knows how much she loves her as if she could hear the whole conversation that her and Rachel were having. Well, I think, think well, I think when Rachel leaned over and took her hand, uh-huh. took Winona's hand, like, I think she purposely held <gasps> the radio thing. Oh, I missed that. I okay. think she wanted like Nicole to, that's how I took it anyway. Because, I like Winona's hand was holding it down, but I feel like Rachel did that. Mm, okay. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's when she was like, you know, Waverly knows how much you love her. Yeah. But um, one thing that she wouldn't be able to handle is if Winona died trying to save her and that they need to go to plan B. So Rachel needs to call Jeremy because he's been working on a cure for this fog and she tries to call him, but it's, his phone is still disconnected. So Winona is trying to come up with a plan and tells Rachel to stay with Casey and that they will give him a proper burial as soon as they can. All right. So she goes like to go look for Jeremy. She's going to leave. Right. They haven't, he haven't hasn't paid his cell bill, so to... we don't know. Yeah, it's, dis- <laughs> it's disconnected. Who's not paying the goddamn bill? Why, why are they on like a cricket? They could do a cricket. They could do a bridge payment. Well, you, I would think BBD is paying for his bill, but maybe they turned off his service. Who knows? Maybe. And then we're in a cell and we see that we're in the cells and Doc's being moved to a new cell. And they mm. say that he's going to be on the ark. And mm-hmm. then he runs into Jeremy and Freddie the werewolf. And Jeremy references the cell as the feed bin. Yes. And Ooh. Doc grabs the gun and turns it on the agent. And it turns out that Jeremy protested against BBD's protocol that they initiated. So that's why they threw him in the feed bin cell. And then Doc shoots the locks, which turns out to be a bad move because all of a sudden it brings all the agents around. And then who shows up in a different part of BBD BBD corporate is Winona. And she's like in this office room with a camera and she's yelling for help saying that she's an agent too. And she did tons of killing for them. So they're going to help her. And then that Graham guy shows up and he's like, yeah, well, the fog's going to swallow up this town in a few days. So you don't really want to stay here. She's like, listen, my friends, my sister here, I'm not leaving purgatory to get wiped out. 
we stay and we fight. And he's like, yeah, uh, we tried to fight this freaking fog and we failed and we tried to contain it also failed. And Winona says, I've de- been defending our shithole for too long against too many powerful enemies to see it lose to magic weather. So mm-hmm. give me my agent Chetri. And she's like, you know, you at least owe me that. So they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll give you some severance pay. And they start um, leading her toward Jeremy. But then she kind of doubts it. She's like, are you really taking me to see Jeremy? Or is this a stay sexy, don't get murdered (laughs) situation? (laughs) (laughs) And then he starts talking about how he's got an old silo in Montana. And it just, it seems like a bad pickup line. um, (laughs) And that she should come with him and should be safe there. And she's like, yeah, I'm not leaving without my sister. And then he says, that, you know, she's been in the fog too long. There's no way she's going to be okay, which mm-hmm. it's not very reassuring. And then she sees Doc and Jeremy and she's like, okay, you know, she didn't realize they were both in the same place. So then she says she needs them both. And he's like, no, you don't get both. You can only choose one. So it's like this Sophie's choice situation. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, oh, fuck, what do I do? And you can see like the sadness in her face. And yeah. Then she looks at Doc and she's like, sorry. And she says she's going to choose Jeremy. But then she sees Cleo in the cell next to them. And she starts stroking Doc's cheek. And she says, I'm I'm sorry for so many things. And then she says, I want her. And Cleo's like, yeah. That threw me for a loop. I was like, what the fuck? I had no concept. And how does your brain think that fast? Like, oh yeah, yeah I want her. So fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like here, she's just about to leave with Jeremy. She's saying sorry to Doc. And then it's like, bing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had no idea where she was going. None. But Cleo thought she was free, a free bird. Mm-hmm. She's like, yep, see ya. Wouldn't want to be you. So then we're back in the cabin and Waverly is bleeding and in a ton of pain. And Jolene is like, holding her trying to console her um and saying that she tried to warn her and waverly is screaming and begging her to make it stop jolene's like just let it out become what you were always meant to be and waverly says that she um doesn't want to be an angel she doesn't want to be a demon she just wants to go home and you can tell that she's in a tremendous amount of pain. Jolene just keeps telling her to let it out. And Waverly then lets out this blood curdling scream. Yeah. And like the anguish on her mm-hmm. face, like, like her body's in pain, her like mental how like just, just mm-hmm. like just being yep. torn apart and the acting just, I don't know why this show is not seen by more people because yeah, it's really acting. good. Mm-hmm. So good. So tense. Like this, and, whole, this episode is just like. I think part of it too is her just being that close to Jolene. Like, don't fucking touch me. You know, like, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just trapped with this horrible, like your worst enemy. Back in the woods, Rachel has like made this little space for Casey and she's been taking care of him and she's super sad and being really respectful of his body. And um, she asks if she asked Winona if this is what it's like for her all the time. And then we see like this moment with Winona where she's like, yeah, it is. Um, and she takes her over to Cleo and Rachel's like, uh, where's Jeremy? I don't understand what, how Cleo ended up here and why she chose her. And then she 
Winona goes on to explain that, you know what, Cleo still has control over the Reapers now, or she has control over the Reapers now because she's the Clanton heir. And that once they have their mark, they won't stop. So her plan is, is that there was some hair left in Casey's hand from Jolene. So he must've like, you know, struggled with her and grabbed her hair. So mm-hmm. they're going to use that to have Cleo mark Jolene. And then Winona is going to follow the Reaper through the fog. And Rachel's like, okay, but it's not going to be Billy, is it? And Winona's like, no, 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 of course not. But it's Billy. Totally Billy. And then Winona can see him and she's like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Why can I see him? Because that means I'm reaped, right? And Cleo explains that she added a strand of her hair in there to bind them together. She thought it would help. Mm, Which really? was kind of like, but but it was helpful. It was it helpful. turned out to be helpful. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, why are you being helpful? And are you mm-hmm. being helpful? Like, what's going on? But the look on Winona's face just is sheer terror. Like, mm-hmm. so scared. And then Cleo's like, good luck. Don't get dead. Or do. I don't care either way. <laughs> and then she masks up and they head into the fog together. Yeah. You can see Billy like hunting for Jolene. We see Jolene kind of still over Waverly. And then we see Winona unhooking Billy. And she actually sicks Billy on Jolene as they're going into the cabin. Yeah. She comes busting in the mm-hmm. door telling her to mm-hmm. get her hands off her sister, you unholy bitch. And then Winona tries to get Waverly up, but she's in a ton of pain. And she tells her that Peacemaker's in there somewhere. Um, and Winona needs to use it on Jolene to stop her once for all. And if it comes to it, stop Waverly too. Because she obviously doesn't know what the fuck is happening. Right. Or does she? I don't know. And as they're about to leave, jo- Jolene comes like around the corner. Like sh- she took care of Billy. Billy's no longer an issue for Jolene. Somehow she offed him, which I can't understand how that happened, and throws up her hands. And so as they're about to leave, Jolene actually comes around the corner and throws up her hands into the air, which then throws Winona out the door into oblivion. We don't know what the heck happened to her. And Jolene says, um, oh, yeah, cry. Winona died knowing that you hated her so much to even try. And then she gets all like big eyed and psycho. And then something happens to Waverly and which I did not see coming at all. Her eyes get like, uh, like their cataract eyes, like all cloudy and white. And then there's like black um, blackness around her eyes. She just looks completely different evil. And she looks like a, demon i guess so she gets up and jolene says uh there you are the demon i knew you could do it so waverly's standing there and you can see her kind of like twist her hand or arm or something like that and she has control over jolene so jolene falls to the floor and while waverly is like screeching and screaming and jolene is kneeling in front of waverly telling her that she's beautiful um and Waverly Waverly says that she, Jolene, is nothing to her. Then she starts turning her hand again. It's like she's choking Jolene or something. And Jolene tells her to go destroy the whole world. Waverly says, "Uh, yeah, sure, but you're not going to bear witness to that. So she moves her hand again and Jolene falls to the floor. Yeah. She's like remotely choking her out or something. Yeah. Like, right. It was all crazy. So crazy. And she looks so evil and like, you know, obviously she didn't like Jolene. Obviously she wanted her dead, 
but it was beyond that. It was it like was. just an evilness. Mm-hmm. The whole scene, like the music is super eerie, like mm-hmm. the way Winona goes flying, like Winona's just panicked. She's trying mm-hmm. to get Waverly up off the floor and she's like, I can't, it hurts too much. And she's right. Like, and you only have one oxygen mask. And she's like, whatever, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll just go. It. Let's just get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. She's just panicked Winona. And right. then the way she like, and the special effects where she goes flying backwards, flying back, like, slow mo, like so good. Oh, God. Yeah. What is going on? What is happening? I don't know. And we're back in the cell. Doc's growling and he's like, you know, we need to think since muscle's not working. And this is when they really come to terms with like, okay, some of us are food. Which one of us is food? Which one of us are they keeping? Mm -hmm. And then who shows up? But Mercedes. That what? I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yay. But what are you doing here? Yeah. How did this happen? And she has a key card and she's just like, everyone's panicked. And she's like, hey, yeah, look what I have. No big deal. And uh, but the keypad is broken. So she's like, Jeremy, can you hotwire this? He starts trying um, to do it. And while he's doing that, she starts telling one of her heroic stories. And it reminds me of when she told how BBD <laughs> took her the first time. Yeah. And she was like, no. See, you know, save yourself or whatever. <laughs> and then she's like, you know, I was at Amon's and five minutes before curtain call and flash bang gunshots and BBD stormed in. I tried to tell him I was a human. <laughs> and then she's like, I mean, look at me. Have you ever seen a demon with a rack like this? And then she, Doc and Jeremy all at the same time reply, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then just as they try to, or just as they get the door open, the agents show up and Graham's like, yeah, we can't protect anyone. We can't leave the demons behind. They're our most valuable asset. So it turns out the humans are collateral dam- or collateral damage, but the demons are what they want to keep. Yeah. Kate tries to sweet talk Kate, not Kate. Beep, beep. Um, <laughs> you have Kate's boobs on your brain. I have exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mercedes tries to sweet talk her way out of this. And then he just freaking shoots her. What in the hell? It's like you, you're up here because you're like, yay, Mercedes is back. <sighs> shoots her in the stomach. Yeah. That dumbass beard guy. You're not, you're not a fan of him. No, I'm not. But I also did really like how um, Mercedes was holding up like that compact. So Jeremy could see himself trying to hotwire the, whatever that was. I'm like, oh, Mercedes, you're so adorable. Okay. Final scene. Oh yeah. What? You see Winona rolling around on the ground, trying to hold her breath and kept, you know, like, cause the fog, she doesn't want to breathe any of it in. And just as she's about to freaking lose it, the fog moves and she just gasps for fresh air. And she's laying there just like trying to trying to catch her breath and she's gasping and everything. And then what do we see? A figure walking toward her. What is it? I have no idea. Oh my God. It's fucking Waverly. But it's not Waverly. It's like Demon Waverly. And right away, Winona knows that something's up with her she like right. kind she of says waverly back. like waverly question yeah. mark and then waverly creepily walks up to her and she says your journey's over why not herb and then these big black wings come out from behind her and then she says mine has just begun and the music is like 
What? There are only two episodes left. Uh, does she look amazing or what? I mean, yeah, she does. She does look amazing. She does look amazing. She yes. looks amazing, but so scary. Yeah. The wings pop out like go. Julian's pop out, mm-hmm. but they're not white. But they're like not Julian's. white. No. And that's what got me confused. I'm like, wait a second. If she's an angel, then she's good. But no, she's like a demon angel. How is this happening? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it's heading. We have two episodes left. That's all I can think of. Two episodes. How insane is that? So what? She's going to knock off Winona? Her journey has ended? Winona's or... eyes are like as big as saucers. Right. When she's like. So does wait. Oh, wait. Your journey has ended. So meaning like her journey doing all of her demon killing has ended? Your journey or is she's over going Winona to... Earp. And she calls her Winona Earp. Not Winona. <sighs> She uses her last name. Like, do you know who she is? I don't understand. Is Mercedes dead? Was that the end of Mercedes? What all these guys are still in the jail cell. Mercedes is shot. Uh Two episodes left. Uh Where's Rachel? Where's Nicole? Uh, What happened to Robin? Where's Robin? Fake Robin. Second Robin the second. Robin 2.0. Yeah, 2.0. Thank you. Two episodes. I, um, I'm not digging it. <laughs> I'm not. It's too much. I mean, it is. And, right? It would be one thing, too, is if if we knew, like, okay, there's going to be season five, so we can continue this journey. But mm-hmm, right here we are. And is, it's just like, are they going to bury Casey where he belongs? Does Winona still have to shoot Casey to make him go away? Go away. He's not a demon. I mean, he's not a revenant. Yeah. No, but she kills the demons. She goes hunting for the demons. Does it just need to be dead? And that's I that. think it's just dead. I don't think mm. they have. I think it's just she's willing to be the one to do it. Oh, I see. Okay. She's taking it upon herself to rid the town of all the problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot we feel like needs to happen. There's a lot that could happen. There's a lot we want to see happen. Where's Are hot? We gonna get she's what in we the middle want? of some woods. Not? I mean, in the middle of some like crazy ass just field somewhere. Who knows where she is? Who knows? She was supposed to try to find her way. She can't go through the fog. It's like, can't go over it. <laughs> she can't go, go under, under it. it. Gotta go around it. How far did she have to go around it? It's coming in. Or does she? Now. We don't does know where she she's through it. <laughs> right. Poor Rachel's what stuck Poor in the woods with Rachel. Cleo. Poor Rachel. Yeah. Not alone with Cleo. Yeah, right. Who knows? That could end really, really poorly. Well, she did leave her with the gun. She's like, if she tries anything. But would Rachel shoot? I don't know. I was surprised she took the gun at all. I mean, I would rather have the keys to the um, sheriff's vehicle. But dang, dark Waverly. How is that ever going to work out? How? How could this be resolved in two episodes? Well, maybe it's not. I don't know. She could be dark until the end. And what's Hawk going to say about that? The wedding is off. Is there room in their bed for those giant wings? (laughs) (laughs) I, at one point, was obsessed with wings like that. I was going to buy them. I don't ask me why. I don't Before you saw this show? Oh, yes. Yes. What would you do with them? I don't know. I I mean, it wasn't that long ago, though. <laughs> what do you mean when you say that long ago? Dealing with something. <laughs> probably. I don't know what I would have done with them. Wear them now to that the I'm PTA really meeting. About it. <laughs> what? Are we gonna wear them to the PTA meeting? 
I don't know what. What thinking. you do in your bedroom is your business. I don't need to care. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what angels do in their bedrooms is their business. I don't need to see it. <laughs> hey, so I didn't tell you this, but uh, I posted a bonus photo in our buy me a coffee site. So if anyone wanted to see the I got too high photo <gasps> and they bought us a coffee, sent them a link to the funny photo. So we got a few hits on that. So thanks to Heidi, Braun, Donna, and Lenny. Oh, hope you enjoy your photo. I cut off the last name. What was it? Heidi, Lenny. Braun. Heidi, Braun, Donna, and Lenny. Oh, thank you. Yeah. If you want to support the show, you can help <laughs> us out by to offset some of our fees associated with bringing the content to your ear holes by buying us a drink and buy us a coffee. So we got a super sweet email just the other day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just center myself because sometimes the emails get to be too much. It's probably best that we do them at the end because if they make us cry, then we'd be ruined right at the beginning. Hey, Casey and Anne, I'll try to make this short and sweet since I'm at work. Yay, night shifts. Not. Over the last year, my good friend Jade has been trying to get me to listen to your podcast, but I was not in a good place mentally or emotionally to take on something that would clearly bring me joy and laughter. Like many people, 2020 and 2021 have not been the easiest to navigate, and we all have our stories. In the last year, I've moved away from my friends and family to a state where I don't know anyone and started a new career in a job that is pretty much killing my soul. Add in mm-hmm. two broken hearts and then in parentheses, last girlfriend dumped me via text while I was sleeping. Who does that? Who does do that? What's her name? Send us her address. We yeah, will go we talk information. sense into this person. We are now your aunts. Um, Yes, we've got this. We've got you, boo. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also had a recent diagnosis of severe depression. Well, with help from my therapist and doctor, I'm now on antidepressants and working my way to acceptance and happiness. First thing I did when I no longer felt that cloud above me, I listened to this podcast and I binged it in, I binged it all in a month. I want to thank you guys for making me laugh, making me fall in love all over again with a, with Winona Earp and for showing me that despite how terrible things can get, we can get through them together. This entire Earp community has been a balm on the wounds of this last year, and I'm lucky to be part of it, even though I'm not clearly as active as I can be. I can't wait to meet you guys in April at Earpalooza. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> Thank you for all that you do and can't wait to see what's in what's next in store. Keep Urban Gabby. Oh, that was so nice. So nice. It's so sweet. You know, and it means so much that people realize what's going on with them. You know, if it's depression or what it is and they take control and they get help. Like that is huge. I'm so proud of you, Gabby. Like what a huge step to take just Take back your life and learn how to manage mental health because, man, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And it's, I'm sorry that you went through all that. Oh, you're right. How horrible. That, you know, we all have our things and we all have our stories and we've all had our struggles. And um, I, I just, you know, just thinking back in the past last year, it's like, you know, you have to be really careful not to lose yourself because it's really hard to find yourself again once you do. <gasps> yes. 
And it so is. it's like, whatever you can do to keep, keep yourself, like keep yourself mm-hmm. happy. You know, nobody can make you happy, but yourself and just making mm-hmm. sure that you're um, your biggest champion. It's like, you know, you got to put on your oxygen mask before you put on others. And also who's the fucking asshole. Yeah. Gabby, right. Gabby, you Name need to just names. We need names. We need the tweet handles or whatever. What, I can't do it, but Ian could. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, up. TikTok. I will, what do you need? We will handle it. We could be like oh, the Irish Mafia. It. Yeah. We could really use some, we would say strong words. Would say super and would for sure <laughs> say strong words. Kiss you just point fingers and say your jerk face. And then it'd be like, oh, probably. I'm sorry. At least I mean, you, I know you're probably going through something too, but but you were shitty to Gabby. So fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, thank oh, you, Gabby. And really welcome nice, to the Gabby. show. We're so glad that uh we could make you laugh because mm-hmm. you know, we kind of dig that. Even though it feels like I'm having a hard time, I'm having a more difficult time laughing as we get closer to the end. It's stressing me out. I was, I yearn for the um, happy-go-lucky first season. (laughs) You thought the first season was happy-go-lucky? I mean, you know, like it felt like, okay, well, here we are. It's new. It's, you know, it's all, it's all new. It was all new. Right. And now here we are. If Waverly's a fucking demon angel or whatever she is, and just a few episodes ago, she was a little ladybug just traipsing through the woods, (laughs) no cares in the world, and now she's freaking dark Waverly. Right, exactly, exactly. They take us, we're laughing, (laughs) everything's so funny, and the umbrellas for weapons, and now Mm -hmm. wings. Right, right, exactly. So I'm, I'm, it's a little bit more challenging. I feel as if it's a little bit of a roller coaster. Uh, a little bit. That's exactly how Noel explained like the last few episodes in an interview. Really? Yeah. She said something like, you know, strapping. Cause it's like, you're going to have that feeling where you're going up and you're like, oh my God, this is scary. This is scary. This is scary. And then you go down and then you're like, woo, let's do it again. Mm, man. But when you're I going straight up, you're like, this is a horrible idea. Yeah, really. And this is honestly at any other point of the, any other, if, if, if this was a different show and it was like this type of a buildup in a different show, I would have a hard time finishing the show because I wouldn't want it to like the opportunity to, of it to end on a really shitty note. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I could be like, I can't, I can't handle it anymore. Just fuck it. But I'm in it to when I'm committed. And you're trusting that it's going to be okay somehow. You don't know how, but it has to be. It has to be. <laughs> if, you, if it ends shitty, you I'm are in big trouble. In so much trouble. <laughs> I would be like, why in the hell did you take me on this fucking journey? <laughs> you strung me along ending for 48 episodes for this. I'm done with you. I'm done. I'll get my own hotel room, <laughs> my own way to the thing, my own new best friend, new, new bestie mustard. that you're going to start a podcast with. I ain't going to be you. 
Hey, listen, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can go to whynot.com and leave a voicemail by hitting the microphone in the right-hand corner or by leaving an email through the website or directly by uh, emailing us at whynotpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at whynotp and pretty soon you'll be able to find Casey, but I'm not going to tell you where yet because- Where? Well, you have a you have a Twitter- but yeah, they can follow you, but you can't follow them yet. But soon you're going to be following, following, following. So our P.O. box is no longer in Thousand Oaks. It's in Burbank. And that address is what, Casey? P.O. Box 6732 Burbank, California, 91505. All right. Two more left. You got this? I got it. All right. By the time this airs, we'll have watched it oh. live. Live. All 11 of you. Yeah, that's it. Just 11. Sorry. Just 11. I feel pretty lucky to have the 11. I know. We thought we'd have like three. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Oh, all right. Okay, bye. We're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. You, bye. Don't have, you don't have to leave. I was just saying bye to them. Oh, okay, bye. Bye. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Sure. Okay, I don't have anything to say, though. Oh, this is life turned her that way? (laughs) What? What did you say? Life turned her that way. Written by Noel. Are you paying attention? What did you think I'm doing right now? You were saying because I said I don't have anything to say. And oh, you I'm said, saying that oh, li- this life is turned life you that turned way. Her that this way. is and just I'm like, how she is because of <laughs> how life turned her that way. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just wondering, like, if you're here with me, are you chewing gum? You can't chew gum. <laughs> Did you just swallow your gum? I Did can't you- swallow. <laughs> Are you chewing gum? You can't chew gum during a podcast. I just took it out. I had a What were you thinking? What were you thinking? Because I don't have enough water. and I Go get some water from the bathroom. You said it's your favorite room in the house to get water from because you just dip it in the toilet. You are sassy. Our last two episodes, you were sassy. You were on my jock. (laughs) I was jock in your jock no what's that phrase i was something your jock i was riding your jock no <laughs> no up in my um, grill i like okay. that so life turned her that way written by noel directed by jim air done you We've got all that we just did it we didn't just do it i had to stop because you're chewing frigging double you mint. stopped recording oh my god beep beep